0: about my
1: I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, and the founder and CEO of Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to providing the basic necessities of life to underprivileged children. I'm also a board-certified integrated holistic health energy, sound, positive psychology, and energy psychology therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 425,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer free of charge and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com/energyawareness. That's audibletrial.com/energyawareness. We are so very fortunate this evening. We have insightful and hopeful information regarding a most prevalent topic. My guests, Penelope Jean Hayes and Carol Serene, are co-authors of the books The Likely Future, Short and Long-Term Guidance from the Source, and The Likely Future, Briefings from PAX, the rest of the story. Now, Penelope Jean Hayes is a new consciousness author, television personality, and speaker. She is the foremost leader in the field of contagious and osmotic energy, known as viral enology, founder of the Viral Energy Institute, and author of the book, The Magic of Viral Energy. She has appeared on both national and international television, and she hosts her own podcast, simply called Penelope. Carol Serene is a former nurse and longtime student of metaphysics. Carol has been channeling spirits since the early 1990s when she was chosen by Pax and given the title Spirit Messenger. She races cars, writes and provides in-person as well as remote sessions for clients around the globe and refers to her gift of channeling as the greatest blessing in my life. And no doubt of that, I am sure. So both of these women obviously are living their lives to the fullest in an exceptional kind of way while also sharing extraordinary experiences to benefit the whole And that's where we shall start this evening. So please join me in welcoming Penelope and Carol to the show. I want to thank you both so very much for taking time to join us here at Energy Awareness Radio. How are you both being?
2: We are being
1: great, T. This is Penelope. And this is Carol. Um, Thanks uh, for having us. It's uh, it's a joy. It is a joy. I received your books from Dia, and I gobbled them up. (laughs) They were just so fascinating. I couldn't put it down. It was just too, it's so prevalent because the topic, of course, is COVID. And that's, you know, from the very beginning, it's like, look, this is a long time thing happening here. So it just really, I was fascinated by all of it. So your books, The Likely Future 1 and 2, just to keep the title a little short. As I said, they're fascinating. They're insightful, inspirational, hopeful. And I will add, I did find them scary, because we are living the truth of what you have been told through the messages from PAX. So before we get to what's actually in the books and the information you received, would you, I guess this is for Carolyn, you guys can decide this yourselves, <laughs> you know, amongst yourselves, please tell us who is PAX and how, how were you chosen to be the channel for PAX in the early 1990s?
3: It was during the time when I was uh, studying all things metaphysical, practicing uh, past life regression and uh, trying to learn everything I could. And what was fascinating to me was automatic writing. I thought I wanted to learn how to do that. Uh, I I didn't seem to be successful. I tried on and off over a number of years, actually. And one evening, uh, while I sat yet again... um, pen and paper, I started to get some quick squiggles on the page and then some disjointed writing. And it was the beginning of uh, the time when some uh, spirits who were just looking to communicate began to uh, present themselves in my writing. Um, There there was nothing there that was... um, other than just them Looking to communicate with anybody But as I persevered um, One evening The energy changed The writing changed And it was Pax And in that moment um, There began uh, The beginning of a conversation Where he identified himself I um, I, I listened I wrote He indicated that he wanted me to be his channel for the purpose of putting his wisdom and guidance into book form so that it could be shared with the world. It was not so that I could do readings for clients, which in fact did come later, but That was acceptable with PAC. But the purpose was to get his messages out to the world. The question of why me, that's exactly what I asked. Why are you asking me? He said, and I quote, you are new to this, you have no bad habits, and you will change none of my words, end quote. So I asked... um, if I could have a little time to think about it Because I felt the weight Of the responsibility uh, Which would come If I agreed um, It was a week or so And after much contemplation I decided that I, I was chosen There was a purpose for this It was a higher purpose And um, I had come To um, a comfort level With it and agreed And have been doing uh, the writing ever since. Firstly, it just went into file folders because I had no idea what I was going to do with it. Um, that came much later with meeting Penelope, um, but that 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 was the the beginning for me. Uh, quite okay.
1: unexpected. Okay. So I don't want to be rude to pack, so I'm going to ask forgiveness here because I don't know how to word some of this stuff. I, I really, you know, it's 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 different. So. Why, or is there any reason why this entity, if I can say that, refers to itself as PAX, P-A-X? Is there a reason for that? Um, Penelope, why don't you explain?
2: Sure. So while we were writing these books, and our first writing began on October 2nd of last year, and that was for the book Due Unto Earth. And while we were in the middle of writing that book, which is on environmental repair and healing, CACS wanted to speak to us about coronavirus, and that's what gave birth to the likely future volumes one and two. So while we were writing Due to Earth, in the very first, I think it's on page eight, I asked, I'd like to know who exactly I'm speaking to. So my job in this, if you will, is as a journalist, and I'm a viral enologist. Viral so my background is to ask questions. And so that is the format of these books. I ask questions, Carol channels, and the answers are returned from Pack. So one of the first questions I wanted to know, who exactly am I speaking to? Carol had explained to me that this is a spirit entity, and it is fair to use that term, or a spirit messenger. And for me, I was like, well, that's not quite, you know, I need to know more. Like, you know, were, were you a spirit that once walked the earth, like maybe a deceased person? Who now is in spirit form, you know, who who are you? So that was the question. And the answer came back, we are one with the universe, not the universe alone. We are the divine universe, yes, and the God being, and the greater wisdom, that which knows and supports all and is healing, non judgmental, and tolerant, all seeing, all knowing and peace. So I was blown away. You know, this is quite the Conversation to now know that I'm having a conversation with the God-being. And then the conversation continued that it was very important that we not use the term God by itself. God-being was okay, but that God would be not inclusive of other religions and the many religions that have different names for their divine source. And so I asked for a moniker, and that's where the name PAX came from. So his answer was, um, you can refer to me as PAX, P-A-X, and think of me as a messenger of peace. And if you look up the definition of PAX, it actually indeed means peace. So that's where the name came from. Ah. It's just a much easier way to have a conversation.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I was wondering where the name, you know, people want to know what this is. Why Why does what does PAX mean? And so, therefore, that, that's good. Okay, so it actually means peace. So when you were being channeled or channeling PAX, did you require – again, I'm not trying to be rude to PAX here. I just want to set the tone. Why do you believe PAX is indeed source? How has PAX, for lack of a better word, proven that to you? Or did you even need proof? Did you just know? What, what is it that allows you to firmly believe that this is, this is divine source?
3: Um, Pardon me. First of all, I'd like to tell you that Pax has a wonderful sense of humor, so you are not being (laughs) insulting in any way. Um, Thank you. That was the
1: word I was looking for. (laughs) He
3: he would be smiling at this, actually. I think that early on, um, before I even agreed uh, to, to be his channel, I had to recognize in myself, that I had a level of comfort in trusting and knowing who who this um, spirit energy is that wanted me to write for him, and my belief in his um, purity has always been there. I have been doing this for a very, very long time with Pax, and there has never, ever been an instance in all his time <clears throat> pardon me where I would um, second guess or or even question uh, something that he has said. He uh, in terms of proof that other people might be looking for it's it, it's showing now in these books the likely future. The things that we wrote months ago are just now. Uh, showing up on the news reports that science has discovered something about yes. this coronavirus, which is in the books that you know were channeled in back in February and March, for example, yes. so that proof is there it um, It often uh, hits me in the face when i 'm watching the evening news and there's a report that science has discovered that. Uh, for example, coronavirus uh, isn't just a one-shot illness, that it will have a second wave and a third, perhaps, referred to in the book as a second bloom. It's in the body. Right. It doesn't leave it. It just mutates. So Right. That- that kind that kind of proof is there for for people to see if they're looking for that. In terms of my own personal, um, it's about trust. It, you know, I trust in the source, um, the the wisdom, the integrity of PAX, uh, and um, that is is a blessing. There's there's no no reason for me to question any of it.
1: Right. And it's funny because after reading the books and listening to the news, I, too, have heard things and thought, oh, yeah, that was in the book. And you, yeah. these books, actually reflect information that was received from PACS during a two-week period, the last week of April and the first week of May of this year, 2020. And this was, of course, as we all know, during the initial stages of the COVID outbreak. So PACS told you at the onset that COVID – as you just said, will only be stopped by the harshest of preventions now, lockdowns and quarantining, but states there is a deeper virus that follows as a resurgent of what is now being fought. And that virus isn't caught again, but rather doesn't leave the body. It reinfects. And that has to do with timing, but it's not a set time. We don't know when it will rear its ugly head in a person's body. And there are or will be various mutations of the virus and it may not stop at two stages within a person. Would you elaborate on that? I'll actually take that question. So it's something okay. called anemones,
2: and PAX gives us this word for the first time, the word anemones, and that are, is latent buds, the virus inserts in the cells of our body that go dormant, And will bloom So think of a bud that blooms in the spring Or blooms at some point And then can go dormant again And bloom again So that's what Coronavirus inserts in the body And in the meantime After someone has had An experience with the virus So they're sick and they recover The virus still remains In their body and in fact even though They may test negative for coronavirus they are still contagious between blooms in the meantime it it changes in the body it mutates in the body and so that's the reference to that it will be experienced um, in, a, in a different way and actually he speaks to that the second bloom in a person the second infection may be less severe than the first so it, there's there's good news there and it's not really as scary as it, as it might be sounding right now because there's just a lot of hope in this book. There's talks speaks of the cure for coronavirus and a drug yeah. that
1: our scientists need to look to. Yep, I'm going to get to that in a few minutes. But the as far as the two stages and possibly a third and mutations mm-hmm. of the virus, it's important for people to realize that, you know, science hasn't come up with this yet. This is Pax telling us this. And people who have had COVID are still, even though they've recovered, they could still be contagious.
2: Yeah, and we're starting to rock see that, T, in the news. You know, we have already had reports around the world of people who recovered from coronavirus. And the, you know, the conventional thinking is that you would now have immunity, right? That you've been sick and now you're, you know, one of the lucky ones because you have immunity and not so. So after a period of time, and as you said, that period of time would be different for different individuals, it can re-bloom. And that is what is being experienced by people. Enough time has now gone by that we're starting to see even that in the news. And actually, when you talked about the time frame, that was the time frame of our second volume. It was the first volume was written in March. Okay.
1: And the, the, when they're talking about it on the news now, they're saying someone caught it again, but it isn't necessarily that they caught it again. It's just that it rebloomed. That's the part that, that science isn't putting out there yet, that they Correct. discovered the that it could have been laying dormant for a while.
2: They absolutely don't have that yet.
1: Right. It's yeah. a very important yeah. thing. Yeah. And then PAX told you that a large cluster of the virus is in the USA in a pork processing plant. And, in fact, a month or two later, we did learn about employees of a meat processing plant testing positive for COVID. Now, when PAX told you that, was he stating that the virus was only in people or in the meat as well? And how concerned should people be about the meat that they eat? Oh, the
2: concern is... is More that it's fear hormones In specifically the environment Of the animals being in fear of their death So while I think most people assumed That it was people working in close quarters In a meat processing plant Well these are actually slaughterhouses Meat processing plants Just a nice way to say a slaughterhouse But it's not the people That had the virus be contagious It was the hormones That coronavirus is strengthened, if you will, or aggravated, if you will, by growth hormones and fear hormones. So very specifically, those two things. And that's where it was, you know, we see it in children. You think about the growth hormones, but also in the case of the meat processing plant. So it's not that it is, um, I'm sure if people cook their food, they're not going to be worried about that. But it's more that it's the, the fear hormones helpable in the air and yes it's spread to the people It's the people that were tested so the people in the meat processing plants had coronavirus to just unbelievable rates but it was precipitated by the fear hormones of the animals
1: so the animals are you saying the animals had covid and were passing it along to the people
2: I don't know if we got that deep with Pax on that. Maybe Carol has something to add further to that. It was
1: the fear hormones
2: that exacerbated the situation.
3: Yeah, we didn't get any deeper than that. But he did did, uh, focus on that. Uh, The fear hormone was the factor.
1: So it's a fear hormone that is in the animal. How does it get to the person, though? He, He didn't elaborate at all. He didn't. No. Okay. All right. So let's go back to the actual outbreak of COVID.
2: She, I mean, it's contagious. We know it's contagious from animals to people. That's how it started from yes. a bat to a human.
1: Right. And how did he say that the, that the outbreak of COVID began? Oh,
3: oh Basically it was a, in a lab. Um, it, in Wuhan, China, and it was a worker who made an error in procedure and I think uh, the term he, Pax used was it it escaped from the petri dish into uh the world. Um interestingly, everything that he told us about that particular episode, uh Penelope read in a newscast recently that it it oh, that really? young that young woman uh, stepped forward and admitted her mistake She had to dispose of the infected animals that she was working on uh, They were bats And it was speculated that she um, disposed of them at a local wet market um, Penelope, you have more?
2: Yes, the, as Carol was saying, it was, according to PACs The coronavirus, which is naturally occurring in bats, was processed into a weapon of war in the Wuhan laboratory. And it was quite deliberate that they were creating a weapon of war. So testing on the virus until they got this version of it that was this, you know, super virus. But what was an accident was how it got out of the laboratory. So it was not intended by the Chinese government that it be released at that time, but it was an accident made by one worker. And when we dug into it with further questions, the answer came back that it was a young female worker in a Wuhan lab who wished to do her best work always. And when she made a mistake in protocol, she was so in fear of getting in trouble For making this mistake, cover up the mistake she, you know, disposed of the evidence.
1: Sure, because her life could be on the line, and we're talking about China. Right, right.
3: Absolutely, that was her fear. And Pax went uh, on further questioning. He advised us that it was not the time to... Point fingers or um, get nasty with the Chinese government. It, there would be no future in doing that, um, it was an accident, and it just you know, leave it alone. In other words, don't mm-hmm. don't get the U.S. into something big with China over this.
2: Yes. And actually, have, have you sent a copy of, of- that. <laughs> Have we sent a copy to China? <laughs> no, have you sent <laughs> a copy to the White
1: House <laughs> to leave them alone? <laughs> yes.
2: No, yeah. yeah. Well, further to that, the text also says that when looking for the cure for the vaccine, that it would be derived from the virus itself, but not the virus that is found in nature. But, you know, you think about this super virus that it was made into and that we would be very well served to work with the Chinese to specifically work with those at the Wuhan lab to collaborate because they know a lot more about that particular strain, that particular super virus, the COVID-19, which is, you know, there's many coronaviruses. This is a very specific, highly contagious virus. And they know so much more about it that if we collaborated with them in collaboration also with say a world health organization of sorts that we would get a lot further with a vaccine that would be effective with all of the different versions of this virus because as it mutates there are you know 30 plus um, viruses out there now that what would the vaccine be addressing you know a vaccine for what
1: Right. And from, well, I'll get into that in a bit. From that will come other things. But, you know, having everybody work together and collaborate is so important, but that's so political. And it's just, it's not, it's not happening. People aren't working together because of the competition and the money. It's all about money. Pharmaceutical, how much money can I make if I come up with a vaccine? And unfortunately, right now, about 53% of Americans are stating they will not get a vaccine anytime soon because they don't believe the efficacy will have been proven and the timing of when a vaccine will be available is still not long enough to prove the efficacy when they say that it will be next year. I have to say I agree wholeheartedly with that and wouldn't be running out to, to get a vaccine. You know, the last time we had a vaccine that was viable, effective, beneficial was mumps and it took four years to develop that. So, Mm-hmm. Having said that, has anyone who is working on a vaccine or any expert in health, anyone at all, either been contacted by you or reached out to you regarding the information you received about developing a successful vaccine? Because he, Pax did give a lot of information about that. Yeah, um, no one, one has reached
2: out to us. No, no. We, well, this is actually the beginning of our. Out here on the media trail With this information So you are actually, T, one of our first Interviews, believe it or not Though some time has passed We are now Trying to get this message out there And it's an interesting thing that It's a really difficult thing To do, it's a really difficult thing Like we feel very much like we are Sitting on what could potentially Be the cure, I want to read you this Just one little couple of sentences here That Pac says This virus will respond to an interrupter that is based on the polio reduction methods of the time. Think of the origins of the drugs which entered into trials at that time and were found to have a valid response in the body and by the body and in the body. Now is the time to look back to the future. We speak of this often. The influencers of your current need are found in those historical innovations.
1: You know, and that's why I asked this question because highlight the pages, send it to Fauci, send it to anybody, the C D C, the WHO. Somebody just may be sitting there saying, Hey, you know what, we didn't think about this. This is this might there might be something here. You know, and yeah, exactly. You you just never know. You don't know who's gonna get their hands on it and say, Hey, it can't hurt, it can only help mankind, so why not?
3: Why not? And we have a certain level of frustration because we have this information and we want it to go yeah. to the Science, um, Dr. Fauci, and the like, um, because there's tidbits in here and there's some um, some pretty um, broad strokes of here's here's what you should be looking at, uh, and it could only help. And um, and not only that, and it, it might trigger something. Of this. This. Yes.
1: Yes. And, and I might, have to say, and uh, also speaks.
3: Go ahead, Penelope.
2: I was just going to say that Pax also says that when we develop this, call it a cure, call it a vaccine, that it will also be useful to Parkinson's disease. And he speaks of it being a neurological interrupter. Now, Parkinson's disease is a disease that we know very little about and don't have a cure for. So imagine that.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think whenever you're doing anything like this, for instance, even this pandemic as a whole, people were quarantined and things had to be done we're human beings. We're resilient. We're really good at what we can do. When you have to do something, you manage to figure it out. I think you're going to see technology go from a one-year leap to a five-year leap in one year because of this. I think when you see research Mm -hmm. being done scientifically, you will see people say, oh, okay, you know what? It doesn't work for this. It's like all kinds of drugs. It doesn't work for this, but you know what? It might work for that. So there will be further developments that can probably progress Uh, you know, the the benefits of other diseases to halt them, to stop them, to eradicate them even. And that's the good that can come out of the horror of all of this, is that the thing. Yeah, always an upside.
2: You know, yeah, there
1: always is an upside. I mean, even environmentally, people started to realize that, you know, we're quarantining and the environment was so much better. You you just had to look at pictures of the earth from a satellite from week to week. And you Mm -hmm. saw there was no pollution. Everything was, things were looking better. The animals were coming closer to humans, you know, to houses. And, you know, people finally realized what's truly important. Some people, not all people, but some people really found what was truly important family, compassion, love, a balancing of the earth. And I think, some people finally understood that life isn't all about work and money. It's not, you know. But the but the one thing that's really big that I think Pac said was the research for a potential vaccine that lead to benefits for other diseases as well. Like you said, Parkinson's Parkinson's. So that that really is an upside to this if there can be an upside and you always do have to find an upside. So there yeah. is hope throughout the entire book. The scary part is though they just the the mutation of it and when we're going to get there because Pax does say it's a long time coming. So, you know, and Pax also said that the current testing isn't effective and it's looking in the wrong direction. Did Pax tell mm-hmm. you in what direction they should be looking
2: for the testing or the for the testing? Well, that the, the yeah. that the fact that there are many different strains of the virus now. So when you're testing for this or you're testing for that, you have heard stories of people that test negative and it turns out they have the virus or vice versa. So the tests are probably effective for certain strains and not all strains. It's a complicated thing, but the good news is that PAC speaks of this derivative from the polio drug That will be the final, this is a quote, the final end to the virus in the body, the final end. So if we can get this information out, we might, you know, circumnavigate a whole lot of time and expedite something really important for the entire world.
3: Um, Yeah. Also, somewhere in the book, um, when we were talking about testing and home tests, that's referred to... The potential for development of a home test, which would be a urine test, um, not a nasal swab or any of the things that are currently being used. Um, so that's a clue. He didn't go any further with it, but it was to be a fairly simply developed test that people could pick up at their local pharmacy and and use it at home,
2: like a
1: pregnancy
3: test. Yeah,
1: yeah, hormones, okay. pregnant.
3: Yeah, because the hormone are so not even like there. a
1: test that – exactly. And it's not, even, it's not even like the test when you have to go for a UTI. It's not something you can do yourself. You have to go to a lab and, and give them a urine sample. So it would be easier than that. Absolutely.
3: It's for home mm-hmm. <coughs> home use. Now, um, if I, this, oh.
1: sorry. sorry, go ahead.
3: Um, I, just, I just wanted to say, if I may, just back to the vaccine for a moment –
0: uh, the
3: efficacy of any vaccine that people are saying is close to uh, being accepted now has to be seriously uh, questioned based on yes. the fact that this virus is mutating within the body once, twice, yep. maybe three times. So mm-hmm. what is the vaccine looking for to attack in the body, if it's based on, on one finding of science and they haven't gotten to the place of understanding yet about the in-body mutations, that vaccine is probably going to be uh, not effective uh, at all. And the rush right.
1: to development
3: is surely um, based on dollars and cents.
1: Yep, it's just a money thing It's pharmaceutical, yeah. the world, it's just a money thing it's, it's a game, you know, and this isn't a game We're talking about right now, you know, a million people's lives And it's that's sad To put yeah. money over that, you know uh, But one of the things you said about hormones And I, I want to make sure we get this in Is Pax talked about pregnant women And the issues with the virus for themselves And their babies So tell mm-hmm. us about that if you would
3: um, I recall there, there was a time We're not hearing much about it now But, and Penelope can probably elaborate But there were pregnant women uh, Checking into hospital for delivery Or prenatal care And they were dying And yep. that became quite um, common to hear in the news And then suddenly I didn't hear any more about it but Pax talked to us about the hormonal involvement of the pregnancy and how it um, almost exacerbated the speed at which the virus uh, took over. Uh, Penelope, you have more?
2: Sure. Shall I recall. Yes.
3: Well, it's the,
2: the hormones are not the pregnancy hormones. So we go through that, and I ask, what hormones are we talking about? And I list, you know, nine different pregnancy hormones. It's not that. It is the growth right. hormone. It is the the growing of new life, and so that's important. So all of these are the, you know, hints to our doctors and our scientists to say, you know, we are not doctors and scientists. We can only tell you this, but look here. You know, look at the growth hormones, the new life hormones in pregnancy. Look at the fear hormones, and to, you know, touch on that again it would have been the people that would have given coronavirus to the animals in the meat processing plants, because it's been spreading, you know, with humans around the world, but it was the fear hormones in the animals that just made it, you know, think of a wildfire. So it just, Mm -hmm. you know, spread in these facilities like wildfire because of the fear hormones in the animals.
1: Yep. Now, they are and have been for a while using antibodies from people who had recovered supposedly from COVID to help other patients and that just seems now that we know this information in your books it seems like that's not a good idea <laughs> you, <laughs> not you know at all. I mean that just doesn't seem like a good idea at all it isn't viable does Pat no, say thank anything you. about that? <laughs> sure um, does um,
2: yep He speaks at length about antibodies and that antibodies is not a good idea, not advisable, and his his word actually was, you know, to be, it was questionable. So if you were transferring blood from someone who has coronavirus and even though they are now recovered from the illness and perhaps even testing negative, according to PACS, they would still be not only that they could still get sick again, but they are still contagious, can transfer the virus even when the bud is dormant, when the anemones in the body have gone dormant. So antibodies would not be a good idea, according to PACs, and the same would go for convalescent blood. So this is, you know, blood um, transfusions of convalescent blood, and the word convalescent meaning healthy, and, you know, recovered. And he says there again, this is, you know, questionable at best. And um, it is really to be, to be thought, to be rethought, because it is um, not what we think. This is different than other sure. viruses.
1: Yes. And the fact that you're still, you recover from COVID, and you think that you're done free and clear, but you're still contagious. You know, and you can pass it along to other people. And now you're giving antibodies to people and they're injecting them into – I mean, that's just, you know
3: – Think of you're it. You're just
1: asking for trouble at that point. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. <laughs> do, not, yeah. do not do it. Even though they're getting they're – getting, uh, supposedly they're telling us they're getting good results – But are they? I mean, this is why so many Americans are saying, I'm not going to get the vaccine right away because you're not taking the time to prove the efficacy. You are not doing your job. And we have to listen to science and not necessarily our world leaders, which, you know, yeah, the the total lack of leadership we've experienced (laughs) here in the United States, you know, I mean, it's just it's 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 horrible. It's horrific. It's it's. You know, I, keep, I just keep telling people, let's not forget about Nazi Germany, people. Let's not forget about Nazi Germany. Oh, and absolutely. And all of this, all of this is like, is this a way to get rid of people? I mean, what's the plan, man? You know, does Pax speak to anything about that, how the world leaders are handling this pandemic on on a real level? You know, um, some of them might oh, be yeah. handling it well. God knows ours is not. Does Pax have anything um, else to oh, say he, about that? He did. He,
2: he speaks a lot about it. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Carol.
3: No, no, uh, you, Penelope.
2: Yes, he speaks about mishandling of the virus. And, you know, T, it comes down to nobody knows anything about this virus. And all you hear on the news are experts um, discussing um, the same issues and just rolling around the same issues. but. Are they really experts on coronavirus? Is there one person on planet Earth that is an expert on COVID-19? No. This is far too new. We know very little about it. A couple of months ago, we would have never thought that all of a sudden it would turn up in pregnant women and they would be getting, you know, blood clots would be a thing. And then all of a sudden it was COVID toes in children. And where did that symptom come from? And so it is mutating and it's changing and in children also it's connected to the growth hormones, and we don't know anything about it. And now we're learning that, oh, some people are turning up where they caught it for a second time. Of course we know that it's not that they caught it again, but it had never left their body. So what do people really know about coronavirus? And so who is an expert? So whether we're talking about our government leaders or you know, experts in the field. There's only so much. And so we all have to be self-empowered to say, and to use your reference of Nazi Germany, every single person has to be empowered to say, will I follow like sheep or will I, you know, uh, uh, look at all of the information and make decisions for myself? What's good for me? What's good for my family?
1: And the closest thing we have, as you said before, I think it was you, Penelope, is the people in China. They've worked with this. They know it. We really need to collaborate with them. But that's not going to happen under this administration, guaranteed. It's just not. So, you know, that's out the window right now.
3: Axe has no trouble uh, speaking his thoughts on the current uh, leadership and lack of management, as you mentioned See, he has no problem pointing out
1: uh that line. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I know humor. As you as
3: you heard. <laughs> oh, I was trying to be cautious there. Um but <laughs> yeah, yes you don't he have has to be cautious. This is my show. Do whatever you want. <laughs> it's your show. He he did mention, um and again, Pax Pax has a delightful sense of humor that he shows in his choice of words and phrases and uh cracks me up sometimes. I have to stop Writing because I'm laughing so hard, but he did indicate in the writing of uh, the likely future books that uh, he has a certain displeasure at the lack of management of this virus uh, from the beginning and point fingers too. <laughs> uh-huh. I think yep. I think the European leaders are come off better with him <laughs>
1: yeah I, I I guarantee it. So <laughs> They come off better with me. you know? yeah. So there you go, <laughs> with a lot of people. Yeah. Now, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a little bit of information, and then I'm going to ask the question that, that I don't think that PAC's addressed and probably is going to laugh and maybe get back <laughs> to you later and say okay. something. In my area, we have people who, two sets of parents, who thought it would be a really good idea to allow their children to have slumber parties just a few weeks oh. ago i think it oh, was actually boy. a couple of weeks ago after which you know, well during which a dad came home from a business trip brought a souvenir the souvenir was covid now oh, the kids got it football players got it teachers got it coaches got it principals got it nobody wants this to get out okay and i'm like no you have to let this out because this is major stupidity so my question is Does PAC say anything about why people are stupid about this and they're not paying attention to what they need to do? What is wrong with people that they don't understand the seriousness of this? Because that was just, I mean, your greatest gift is your child. And you you don't know how to take care of that gift. You don't know how to to save that gift and and keep it safe until it can go out on its own. And I don't mean to refer to children as it. So I apologize to anybody who may be insulted. I'm just saying I just cannot believe the level of stupidity. People went to a wedding in Virginia. Nobody wore masks. They came back. All over the same town, Sparta, New Jersey, there was COVID. Now we've got two sets of parents having slumber parties. What are they thinking? How stupid are they? Does Pat mention anything about
2: when that's going to go away?
1: How do we kill it
3: no, he well, doesn't say
1: there's a QF of stupidity, because I'd like one. <laughs> I'll uh, well, now. I'll okay.
3: tell you what, it has to start at the top. And these people are mm. likely taking their guidance from what they hear from the current administration. Pennsylvania
1: <laughs> Avenue, okay. Yep. That would be the yep. place.
3: And those are the people that I see, because I I am a Canadian. Um, I live about 10 minutes from the U.S. border uh, to Washington State. So we're very close in our Liaison with our American friends here, and i'm glued to c n n and MSN every night watching and listening to the news and it's appalling uh, that I see people rioting in the streets or gathering at slumber parties uh for example, because that's what they're told that children are immune they they don't get they don't get it and um You don't need a mask, you know. I think that that's it. Still, is called stupidity, but it's coming from the top, and people, sadly, are trusting the messages they're being given um, by their leaders, and that that trust is going to lose them their children, potentially. Yeah, I have a bit of a different
2: take on this myself. I think that we all have in our own family groups, in our own families, people who think all the different ways, right? And it's always surprising when you think, like, how can other people think like that? It's just, you know, puzzling. But we know them. They're in our own families. And these are just good people. I think that what's going on with coronavirus is nobody's ever had to deal with this before. We have never in our lifetime ever had to ever do what we're doing right now. To, you know, some people had to stop going to their jobs, stop going to school. So this is, you know, a foundational shift that no one has ever had to deal with before. So while I think that, you know, there's a lot of mismanagement and there's a lot of stupidity, it's also um, an innocence and the ignorance, too, for a lot of people that, you know, they've never had to deal with something like this before.
1: No, I understand what you're saying, that Penelope. This is happening. I can I understand what you're saying, Penelope, and I agree with you to a point. We've been in it for seven months now. And the numbers have gone up and people have died. If you can't see that on T V and realize why and how, there's a level of stupidity there that it's not innocence. You're just ignoring it. You're burying your head in the sand and saying, I'm just gonna go on living my life and when you have that much disregard for yourself and your children, you're not gonna have any regard for anybody else. And that's just really sad. It's very sad. And, you know, and you it know makes it people. difficult. You
2: just said there was somebody in your group, somebody that you know that had yeah, this and, sleepover.
1: And, yeah, no, two, two sets of parents that I heard about. I don't know these people. I don't live in that town. They're in the next town. But you hear about this stuff, and it's unbelievable. You know, they put it in the newspaper or in, in a back column somewhere so it isn't right oh. out there. But you have to wonder how, in the name of heaven, After all we've gone through with how do we get the kids back to school, look, you can do it either hybrid or you can send them or they can be at home. You choose. After everything that's been on the news, after all the facts have been laid out, you know, there's something to be said for learning about taking precautions. And I don't think in this instance anything is overly cautious. I think Mm -hmm. that people, you know, I, I just don't understand. I just I can't get past the fact that you would put your children at risk. That, to me, is unbelievable, and I don't think it's innocent. So I will agree with you up to a point, but when it gets to the seventh month mark, no, I'm sorry. These people just, they can't I know, mark. and it's, they it's can't people mark. all
2: over the world, too. It's not just yep. I have My family's in Ontario, and we have a situation where someone in um, the group that someone I'm related to is involved with has a similar thing very similar to the story you just said, and they continue to have parties and get togethers. And this one family now all have COVID and others are still getting together with them socially. And um, yes.
1: Are they not shocked? Are they not, are they not surprised? Are they surprised they have COVID or are they just like, Oh, it's no big deal. I don't know
2: because I'm not them. Like okay. I, I, wouldn't be doing yeah. what they're doing. I have a very hard time. Yeah. I guess I'm just trying to say that I know them, and they're good people. So I can't explain why. Yep, I, I just can't explain that. I really can't.
1: Oh, no, I am hoping I, the tax could, but you know, I'm not. I, I think you to it's know. just a, it's a very
3: deep seated disbelief um, that it could happen to me. You know, people yeah. have. That a lot in their thinking Well it won't happen to me Because I'm fairly careful But what you're describing is Outrageous behavior Um, You know the the sort of thing That your neighbor calls child protective Services on you and says Look what they did Really, and they
1: should be fined. They really should. At a minimum, they should be fined. You know, Uh, there should be something, some kind of repercussion for that type of thing because you're you're taking other people's lives in your hands, and nobody has any business to take another life in their own hands. None. Yes, very true. Very true. uh, And I want to
2: take it back to that self empowerment. Like we all have to make decisions for ourselves. So I tell my parents, obviously they're elderly. I tell my parents that, you know, you have to quarantine yourselves in your own home my father has asthma he has had chronic asthma um, for for many years to a point that he died once in the hospital and they brought him back so it's it's a very serious thing so even though they would like to you know go out and wear masks and do certain things and play by the rules exactly play play by the rules T. It is up to them to say, okay, because we might know some other distant people who might have had contact because they're younger, they're not that worried about it, well, we are. So, you know, if you're concerned for your family, you're the mother, right? So you have to do in your household what is best for your family. You know, my parents have to do what's best for them. So if each individual did that, then it would start from the bottom, not the top. You know, we don't have Mm. to listen to you know, leaders giving us, you know, their guidance on something they know very little about, when we can all just put our own thinking caps on. So I guess it is comes down to common sense, even more so than, you know, stupidity, common sense, and taking yeah, okay. that I'll initiative to then. say yeah. that I can do something about
1: this. Yeah, and take it upon yourself. Um, and just to clarify, it upon I didn't yourself. mean to insinuate that. Yeah, I didn't mean to insinuate that I was a mom. I'm not a mom. The people who are on the call that know me, I'm I'm not a mom. I'm just a wife. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. You know, I'd like, to, <laughs>
3: I'd like to expand on what Penelope said. Pax's belief is that we each have the power, personal power. Um, He's talked recently in another channel book we did called Personal Power Will End the Pandemic, and it's exactly what Penelope is alluding to, that each person has the ability to make rules and boundaries for themselves and their families around the whole issue of coronavirus. and they have the capacity and they also have the responsibility uh, to manage their lives, each person uh, for themselves and their family. And however that looks for them and the setting of their personal boundaries, uh, if each person and family did that, um, then the spread would stop effectively.
1: mm mm-hmm. And, you know, I work from my home, and, and I don't have children on my own, but I've got, like, I don't know, there's 2,500 kids in this county that I consider mine because we help them <laughs> because they're the kids that are in poverty. and we well, you have a lunch. yeah. Children. Yeah, you know. So I, the, uh, the fact that I work out of my home, but I don't right now, and I haven't since March 13th because my home is my safe haven, my car is my safe haven, and I was going to open up next week. And I made the decision today, you know what? No, people are lying. They're lying. They're saying, yeah, no, I haven't traveled anywhere. No, I haven't been around anybody. No, I've never, I haven't felt sick. If I ask them those questions, they're going to say no just so that, that they come in for a mm-hmm. session. And I'm not willing to do that because my husband has underlying conditions. I have underlying conditions. And I'm, I'm not prepared to have to deal with all of that. So, uh, you know, it makes it difficult. But you do have to empower yourself and just say, how can we do this in a better way and live a life that's going to be okay without having – my income no oh, exactly um, it, I mean, you, have you know, boundaries.
2: In, uh, in an open air space you know with a distance you could get creative as you know we're all getting so creative with how we do yeah, our but work my is I'm, but to you know i'm 6, six inches goal. away from a
1: person yeah and i'm 6 right. inches away from a person mm-hmm. it's very difficult people want you to be kind of close to them so does tax offer or let me ask you this. Since two weeks in the spring, the last time that you received information from PACS, have you had any more conversations with PACS specifically regarding COVID 19?
3: Not specifically, other than um, around, around and about a bit. And that was the personal power will end the pandemic. That was the focus of our most recent writing um but in terms of the scientific aspects of it no however um i can and i will um because uh we're just not progressing uh in terms of the world's ability to to manage this and certainly the usa's ability to manage their people so uh they can uh, uh, you know Stop the spread or or at least reduce it. So I'm sure that more wisdom
2: to come uh, could be very helpful right now.
1: Yeah, I think it could too. And the messages are really
2: on these books. Well, the likely future has the answers. And before we closed out these books and went to publishing with these books, we asked Pax one last time, like, is there anything else that, you know, this is important, this is getting published. Like he understands these things. And no, this is it. The, the idea right now is to spend all of our energy talking to people like UT to get this message contained in the likely future to the world. We're talking about, you know, strong references to what will be the cure, um, a lot of things that we need to know about the spread and protecting ourselves, and a glimpse into a brighter future you know, what the future will look like. And he also speaks of, you know, the butterfly message and this cocooning that we're going through right now and how we will emerge as a butterfly at the end of it. So there is a rainbow, a silver lining at the end of this, but getting this message out contained in the likely future is just of the utmost importance right now.
1: Well, and I did want to say that I did like the fact that Pax left us with a few words of hope. He stated your world has changed, but your people remain strong and dedicated to the preservation of their family and their communities. Your people are not victims. Your people will rise above this adversity. Your people are imbued with the knowledge of how to move forward. It will be. I was very grateful to read those words. They are at least encouraging, even even if it is a long time in coming. They are encouraging to know that we will get past this. We will overcome. Uh, and I know that we're getting... Right to the top of the hour And I'm going to ask you ladies If you have a couple of more minutes Because I do want to touch on And not speak about it But you have another book That just launched last month Entitled Do Unto Earth The synopsis I read Is fascinating to me and I received the book mm-hmm. it's long but i bet you anything it's a it's a quick read you touch on so many different topics i cannot wait to gobble that book up and have you back on air in a few weeks which we i believe it's been confirmed november 11th correct that you'll be coming yes. back on to discuss that book yes so i'm excited about that would you be willing to provide us with a short teaser for the book if you could
2: Absolutely. So Do Unto Earth is an environmental message, but it has a wealth of information and human curiosities, everything from what happened at Roswell in 1947 to how were the great pyramids built? How were the stones of Stonehenge moved? What happened to Amelia Earhart? All of these things, plus a replacement to plastics, all of the things that we're using made out of plastic can be made out of this other thing and there's the teaser the solution to interstellar travel at light speed so we're talking about a replacement to crude oil which will change everything so this book due unto earth is the answer it is so hopeful it reads like a movie it's the most exciting and uplifting and inspiring book you will ever read and all of our books can be found at paxwisdom.com
1: oh good i i wanted to I got it on Monday, and I wanted to start reading it, but I didn't want to mix up the two shows, you know, I didn't want to do that, and I thought, I'll just get overly excited, so after the show, (laughs) there are things that I have to do, and then I'll start reading the book, you know Penelope refers to it as a jaw dropper I'm sure. I'm, yeah, I'm sure it is. I really am. And we are almost at the top of the hour. But before we go, would you please tell our listeners how they can learn more about you and your work? And you've already said, well, you can purchase books anywhere. You can purchase these books anywhere. So go to Amazon. Um, and if you would, go to Amazon Smile and select Soji Huggles Children's Foundation. You don't pay more, but we get some money to feed these kids. You know, and none of us here get paid. There's no stipends or compensation. It's all volunteer. So please remember to do that when you order these books, if that's okay with you, ladies. But would you tell our listeners how they can learn more about you and your work?
2: The most important website is paxwisdom.com, P-A-X-WISDOM.com. Carol and I both have our own websites. They are linked through PAXWISDOM, and they're both our names.com, so dot com. But please do go to paxwisdom.com because it's all there.
1: It is all there. I went to that site. It's a really cool site. You have to go to it. You have to check it out. It's really interesting. <laughs> You do. These books are fascinating, you know. I mean, these are the types of shows I like to do where it's so different. It's not how to get rid of anxiety, you know, or how to repair a relationship. Right now, who cares about any of that stuff? You need to know about this stuff. This will get rid of your anxiety. This will repair a relationship. So, okay, listeners. We need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We're living in a most unprecedented time that is proving to be challenging and life-changing for everyone around the globe. Our world is quickly and constantly changing, and that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live, productively, healthfully, and purposefully. This is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they may learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all our listeners for tuning in this evening. Remember, tonight's guest will be returning on November 11th, so please put that on your calendar, 6 o'clock Eastern Time. For more information about me and my work with energy and sound therapy or to schedule a remote energy session, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. That's quantumwellness.org. Please also check out Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, where every dollar of every donation directly supports children in need 100%. We're run solely by volunteers. There are no salaries, stipends, or compensation of any kind to anyone. You'll learn about our fundraising campaigns, and you can see exactly where the money goes and how it helps the kids in need in this area. At Soji Huggles, we are investing in a brighter tomorrow by giving them a better today. So thank you for taking time to visit our website, SojiHuggles.org That's S-O-J-I-H-U-G-G-L-E-S Dot org Don't forget to follow me on Twitter At Soji Huggles And please like us on Facebook Soji Huggles Children's Foundation I want to thank you, ladies both, so very much for being here. It was a pleasure having you on. If you'd wait for a few minutes, I'll, I'll catch with, up with you in the green room so that I can talk to you about the show. I would appreciate that. But I am so, so very, very grateful for you writing this book, Channeling Pax, and coming on the air tonight. Thank you very much. Our pleasure, T. Yes, thank, thank you very you. much. I am your host, T. Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours remain healthy and safe. We can all make a big difference in our world when we come from love. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.